<laughs> Sorry, I talked over you. <laughs> that never happens. It's so unprofessional of us. We're very professional. Welcome back to Welcome the Book of Purp Podcast yeah. with Allie and Rach. We're glad you joined us for, it's not week 11, no, it's episode, episode 11. Because we released three in one week, mm-hmm. which was very audacious. Audate, yeah. Is that like, the word? It was something. Yeah. We were like, yeah, we've never done a podcast before. Let's record a bunch of extra episodes and then release them all at once instead of giving ourselves the some week. space. The, the second, second week. week. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a trilogy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, we're here. I feel like it's, we were successful, so we're all good. Yeah. Today we're doing Razorblade Tears by S.A. Cosby. And I cannot wait to talk. To talk about. I know. I know. I, we say this every week. That that's the story of this podcast. Is we how. Rach and I see each other. Uh, other than my own nuclear family, Rach is probably the person I see the most, and we're we know we're reading the same book and have to keep that tight lipped until we do these podcasts. It's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, we are drinking a twist on a tequila sunset cocktail inspired by the book's cover, which is beautiful. It is in a nice little yeah. fade into orange from pink to I guess from orange to pink I guess that's what I was saying orange to pink yeah it is but because Ike drinks rum throughout the whole book and I love rum more than any other liquor we I think on the internet calls it a sailor sailor's sunrise sailor sunrise yeah it's just a tequila sunrise with rum rum cheers cheers all right Mm. it's strong Mm-hmm. And it's late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have an 8 a.m. meeting. I have a 7 a.m. meeting. No. Okay. It's physical therapy. It's so I don't have to like be. You don't have to be ready. But yeah. it's like a work. Physical therapy is like a workout. But thank you for joining us. We were so excited to talk about this book. It is on Barack Obama's summer reading list. The I other- felt so justified with that. Okay. The, it's the, the book talk or the podcast God's smiling on us. It is. Thank you. Again. Podcast God's. The there were two other books on his list that I feel like were book talky books, and one was The School for Good Mothers and Black Cake. Have you seen those? On Book Talk? No, I don't have beautiful think so. covers, and okay. that's what really draws me in. Yeah, I mean, yes, mm-hmm. no, I would love to do a whole podcast where we just interview like artists who do book oh. covers or something because it is fascinating. I have so many books on my shelf that I picked up at McKay's, which is our, a huge used bookstore, or you know, a library sale or something that I had no idea what the book was about. I just yeah. liked the cover, you know? Oh, also this week. Oh, what's her face? You know, Sarah J. Moss. Oh. <laughs> released oh, a whole new set of covers for the Throne of Glass series. They're so good. They're so good. I don't own, I own the Kindle versions. So now I can go I by. own the dumb version. Ah. I'm, I'm angry about it. They look, oh, I'm not going to rebuy them because I'm. that yeah, feels super I'll, wasteful. I'll buy them. And then we'll – you can borrow them sometimes if you ever just want them on your shelf. Yeah. <laughs> also, all of this is kind of a moot point because the Throne of Glass series is a famously DNF for me. Yeah. But I I'm mean, just mad that I didn't same. have the beautiful copy. I'd rather not have I think them. buying the beautiful copies will make – will inspire Maybe. me mm-hmm. to finish them. That's fair. So I think – yeah, we've talked about this before, but it, the timing wasn't right for me. Yeah, same. I read it right after – Right after, yep. guitar series. Okay, so let's jump into the summary. Yeah, cool? let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So Razorblade Tears 
follows. Well, it starts with a gay interracial married couple, Derek and Isaac, who have been killed point blank. It's a mystery, leaving behind their daughter, Ariana, to Isaac's parents. Mm -hmm. The police have no clues who committed the murder. Their families are extremely distraught. And the entire book follows their dads. So Ike is Isaac's father and Buddy Lee. Buddy Lee, yeah. Buddy Lee. I was like, why why is I thinking Buddy? Buddy Lee is Derek's father. Mm -hmm. They are trying to solve this murder that the police can't solve. And their own relationships with their sons come into play. They... Which were turbulent to say the least it was really hard to read about it was hard i uh, all these sounds are terrible i'm so sorry to the audience that's listening to this probably in their cars i hated i hate reading about parents who cannot come to terms with their children's sexuality that and then the worst case scenario happens then and you know never do and their kids die it's so sad it's Um, awful if you're listening to this and you don't agree with your children's lifestyle just forget about it yeah i you love your kids and love is love yeah please call them yeah and tell them it doesn't matter to you it's hard to it is hard to read it Um, is hard to read it was very upsetting but so it revolves around this complicated relationships with their sons only because of their sexuality yeah and they try well, to solve the crime. I would say their sexu- sexuality and also the fathers were both in prison for their child, children's, part of their children's upbringing. So there's, I oh, think there's, fair. that yeah. is also a part of it is, yeah, I they think that plays like a part of it. They have like distant relationships yeah. because their fathers, both fathers were in prison for some amount yeah. of time. So they didn't and, start off on a great foot. Mm-hmm. And then. That's fair. Their fathers also don't agree with their sexuality, which is the primary and are mad about it and are mad they don't agree with it they just have their relationship is bad because they don't even know their granddaughter that because of this i mean it's yeah it is definitely the defining characteristic of their relationship Mm -hmm. for sure so the two sons die you never even get to really know them in the story they're dead when the story begins and the two dads meet at the funeral and then they slowly very slowly decide to mm-hmm. try to find who murdered their sons and I get vindication. And it's a wild ride, to say the least. It really They're is. They're rough characters. Both of them are, are rough dudes, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, in a relational, interracial relationship. One of them is black. One of them is white. They were both in prison. So there's, like, racial tension between both of them throughout mm-hmm. the book. There's, it is a wild ride of these two men this, trying to solve this crime. Would it surprise you if I was to tell you that it almost was a DNF? Re- no, it wouldn't surprise me. It took me it about halfway through the book, and then I could not put it down. Yes. it's. I read the first half in probably three weeks. It was, yeah. I was sluggishly reading it and then I read the last half in maybe one day oh yeah I, I was up I was, mm-hmm. all last night I, ca- I woke up my cat woke me up at early in the morning and it's 4 a.m and I think should I just go to the other room and read finish this book right now like I I'm thinking at 4 a.m I'm just gonna be awake for the day because I need to finish this book it I was, wanted to tell you that so because I knew 
I think we've mentioned this a couple times in various episodes that Ali and I love spoilers. And I wish I had known the premise of the book. I wish I had known that these two dads were coming together to solve this crime. And I knew nothing about it going in. And you had said you kind of liked that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's the reason I didn't... Tell me. No, I feel like I did tell you. Last week, oh. I didn't know how far you were in the book last week. I was like, it's about these two dads. Yeah. They're trying to It solve still this crime. didn't click, though, because I was only a quarter of the way through when you told me that. Mm-hmm. And at that, like we said, the subject matter of fa- like families, parents, especially mm-hmm. as a parent, the idea of my relationship with my children who are – they're so young right now, and I just can't even imagine anything they could do that would make me not want to talk to them. It was so upsetting to read, and it just go it dives in fast into that world yeah. and that aspect of it, and it's heartbreaking. And I think this is all the book is going to be about. And even when you told me, no, it's there's more to it. It's like a crime fighting situation. You're just you can't. I couldn't wrap my head around it. And I couldn't get past the sadness. Mm-hmm. And I also am in a mood. Right now, where I want to read something really fun, yeah. I'm in that mood. We've read a few that are – we haven't read a fantasy book in a minute. Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, I'm just ready for a good fantasy book. Yeah. So it was hard. And then it got crazy. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. We're going to get real heavy. And then we're going to finish this summer with A Court of I can't. I, I can't wait. <laughs> I want to start levity. rereading them so bad right now. And I'm trying to just – we have a couple books on the list left that I need uh-huh. to read. I, maybe that's – maybe what you're saying is true. I just – I needed something fun. Yeah. And we picked some heavier It felt like stories. a book you had to be – when I thought the subject matter was mm-hmm. their relationship with their children who have died, I'm like, this is so heavy. And I just – I kept trying to read it when we were on vacation. It was yeah. like, I can't – it's not that's a – hey, yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. If – so as I've been picking books for the fall season, I've been thinking about, I want to feel cozy. I want to be, I just want to be surrounded by some other book world. Mm-hmm. And that's what's guiding my So I've seen picking. some, I can't, I'm going to get this very wrong, but I've seen some people on Book Talk talking about, It's I think it's called Cozy Fantasy. Who right? Where it's it. like little witches in their little cottages drinking a, tea. A little witch tea drinking. Fantasy I could book. be making all this up, but I feel like that's a vibe. I, I want like a practical magic book. Hmm. That's the vibe I would like for for spooky season. I cannot wait. But okay, so I got to I got halfway through the book and then it just ramped up. It ramps up fast, and I was taken in. Okay, so I was recommended this book by so many book talkers, thank you, thank you, thank you, that I I follow and respect their tastes, and they loved it. And I kept hearing that in the back of my mind. Like, I trust these people. Their other books have been really good. It's going gonna, it's gonna to pull it's through. Gotta, it's got to pick up. I felt it was definitely a slow burn, and I needed to know where it was going. And I wish I had looked up the summary, blah, blah, blah. Yes. I, I, I wish I, I wish had, I had known. done that before. So – Speaking of, I'll just tell everyone what the last half of the book reminded me of is Sons of Anarchy. It is, it's that vibe. It's intense. It's like gangs. There's a motorcycle gang. They're like the worst. It's all very intense. And if someone had said there is, it is kind of this crazy juxtaposition of this deep subject Mm -hmm. of homophobia in rural Virginia 
these rough around the edges men, their their relationship with their children, but also crazy sons of anarchy plot line. I would have been way more in mm-hmm. I think I would have been way more into it as well if I had just known that up front. Well, since this book, I have been anytime before I purchase a book, I look up a summary. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's been a really good practice. Yeah. For me. It's good thing we're doing a whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, good thing. Actually, the podcasts aren't good summaries, but the I think the cocktail videos are give you a little brief summary when we make a cocktail. Yeah, sure. Yeah, watch if you, those. If if you, you need... We don't spoil anything in the cocktail videos, mm-hmm. do we? Yeah, we that we should make that a good practice as well. <laughs> so, okay, you brought up gangs. So that was one thing I want to talk about: gang involvement. Yes, I don't understand it. I don't either. You and but you worked in with like yeah. So my husband ran a gang prevention program for refugee kids for a while so it is so the gang that is in the book is an all-white gang it's kind of a white supremacist gang am Mm -hmm. i remembering this correctly that feels right i just assume any white gang is a white supremacist gang yeah they were so fucking violent Mm -hmm. um i hated that yeah initiation seems really hard yeah everything seems really hard about it <laughs> and just the idea of you and, and i, I don't make just that easily like, but gangs seem hard <laughs> gangs seem really hard <laughs> to be a part of i don't understand why people i get i mean is it like loyalty I'm, okay so ike talks about the idea that this they're like family mm-hmm. and they're gonna take care of him my only oh, like in the in the mm-hmm. jail when he not is. before he go what he goes to jail for he uh, okay that's I right. goes okay. to jail for violently murdering someone mm-hmm. kind of on behalf of the gang rivalry situation and he assumes that if he does this the gang will take care of his wife and child they don't and it's a whole part of the storyline mm-hmm. so I think that's part of it too is like community and acceptance it's so far from what i understand so when i worked with when when my so my husband and i worked together for like nine years in refugee resettlement ran after school and youth programs and he did do a gang prevention program with kids and it's just yep i feel at that level these are high school kids it's very different these are grown men in these books yeah but high school kids who knows why they do what they do, right? It's mm-hmm. That's fair. They want to fit in. They want to belong. Life is hard. It is. It was so hard for so many of our kids. And when life is oppressively hard, mm-hmm. you are, I think, grasping for any sense of security or safety that you can get. Well, I'd like to point out that the head of this all-white gang in the book, his name is Grayson. I mean, no. So I can't imagine his life was. I no one named Grayson. Grayson played baseball in high school, mm-hmm. and his mom posted about it on Facebook a lot. Mm-hmm. He had monogrammed stuff as a child. Mm-hmm. He probably wore a smocked jumpsuit when he was a toddler. Like Grayson is not the name of a gang member. Every Southern mother is going to die when I say this, but smocking on kids is <laughs> embarrassing. You are embarrassing. I could not. Okay. So much being from rural agricultural Alabama in the deep south. So much of this book resonated with growing up that way where the way they talk. I mean, I actually don't know a ton about S.A. Crosby. I meant to look up more about him. 
We follow him on our Instagram. He is definitely from where he is writing from. Because I just thought the way Buddy Lee in particular, mm-hmm. he, I'm like, I I could not picture an actor because I'm like, I'm picturing people oh, in my life. And Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I, could, I was like, I just know who yeah. this person is. And so, yeah, that was the one thing I think he got wrong is the leader of a gang is a white gang is not named Grayson. <laughs> Buddy Lee, maybe. <laughs> Grayson? I mean, I don't know anyone in a white that I know of that's in a white supremacist gang. So maybe I'm wrong, but Grayson does not give it's off It's hard to file through all of the white supremacist gangs that you <laughs> have in your Rolodex. <laughs> No, but I know Grayson's and none of them are ending white supremacist. None of, I could probably beat up most anyone I know no, Grayson. I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of white supremacists named Grayson. The gang element, the motorcycle gang okay, element um, if, is what differentiates If you the white were, okay, from. just imagine you somehow come into contact with this dickhead gang member and you ask his name and he says, Grayson, wouldn't you laugh? I would laugh. I just can't. I would change. He would have a nickname. Yeah. That's the other thing. If his name was Grayson and he was in a white supremacist motorcycle gang, he'd be like, mm-hmm. no, my name's G. G or something. Just Gray. Something. something. Gray. Something other than Grayson. Just shorten it. Yeah. That was the only cultural thing I thought. No. Mm. Nope. You didn't <laughs> nail that. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't love Sons of Anarchy. I think I watched one season, mm-hmm. and it is—it's just so violent, and I didn't. It's intense. I don't know anything about that culture, too, so I, oh, I didn't no. resonate with any of it. But it is a very, very popular show. So, and maybe I'm just—I like, think everything I'm saying so that I—if I sound remotely like I know anything about a motorcycle gang, it's yeah. because I watched Sons of yeah. Anarchy. I don't have any other frame of reference. I don't think we're fooling reference. anyone. But. Although my husband and I did meet because he crashed his motorcycle the first time he ever rode on it. And, I uh, totally forgot that. Yeah, he bought a motorcycle at 18, crashed it in the church parking lot immediately, couldn't walk. That's right. This was the age of MySpace. Mm-hmm. And he would call my – he was like really good friends with my roommate in college and would call her to talk – on the phone because he was so bored and then she got bored of talking to him and said talk to my roommate she'll talk to anyone and then we looked each other up on myspace and that's how i met oh my i don't think i do that yeah so not only do i have no knowledge of motorcycle gangs Mm -hmm. the only thing i know about motorcycles is that my husband wrecked on one the first time he ever tried to drive it oh he's gonna be so mad it had a throttle lock he will probably be like so embarrassed it had a throttle lock, and the seller didn't tell him that, so I have no that's idea why he crashed it. Out. Okay, so back to what I really struggled with at the beginning. I grew up in a community that was not welcoming to the gay community. Mm-hmm. And as my parents' generation had kids that came out to their parents, I saw my mom really struggle with how she saw her friends, mm-hmm. you know, learning that their children were gay, saying, oh my gosh, I think we were wrong. I think the yeah. Bible actually says this. And my mom was like, you're just, you don't, you're coming around to the culture. Yeah. And I kept hearing that over and over. And I think, again, I'm, I think my mom would be in a totally different place now. Mm-hmm. But it's it's such a bummer that you have to have, you have to know someone that experiences something before yeah. you come around to that. And I'm constantly asking myself, is there something in my life that 
I don't understand. Motorcycle gangs. <laughs> that's true. I don't know when. You're you're absolutely right, Holly. You're <laughs> We're absolutely just judging right. all the motorcycle gangs. I don't know one motorcycle gang member. No, I think about this too because I yeah say we we had similar upbringings in a lot of ways, and it was so upsetting in the book. Like I yes, and like as a parent now, I think it would have been upsetting before I had kids, but. I cannot imagine anything my child would do, especially Mm-mm. like loving someone that doesn't love the way that I personally do is not even a worry on my radar. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing I would worry is that people wouldn't understand that. And I yeah. feel like that's not Be a worried thing. for them. Yeah. Especially in like rural Virginia. But God, that I wouldn't love him or I wouldn't. Except the person he loves. What a travesty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the one thing I thought was interesting in all of that was that Maya yeah. had a great relationship with Isaac and Ariana. The boys, when I say the boys, I mean the couple. So Derek and Isaac. Isaac. They left in their will that they already had. Shame on me. I know, me too. Um, In their will, they, had, they were leaving Ariana to Maya. Mm-hmm. It was really just to Maya. Yeah. It wasn't to Ike, yeah. um, which I hope he feels pretty shitty like about that. But Maya never had that experience. It seemed like she was accepting from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So why would she have – is it female well, they, versus male? Is it – They also seem to have a contentious relationship, like mm-hmm. Ike and Maya. Yeah. So, around that. Well, just – not a contentious even, but he went to prison l- – Essentially, in her view, not contentious enough. Yeah, I'm like, I'm good. Bye. He went to prison. She had to go work multiple jobs. She's like a single mom. It doesn't seem like they have great communication between the two of them mm-hmm. at all. So I, it didn't surprise me that they had different points of view. And she probably bonded with. And, she and had I a different do, experience growing up. With. Yeah, she probably had come she to terms with, with that. Maybe him. she did. Like struggle. I missed. Decade. Was he in prison for over a decade? Or was it around that? I think it was around 10 or 12 years. Okay. So, yeah, you Mm -hmm. miss so much. You just have a different relationship with your kid. and Yeah. I was trying to think. So I hate video games. I would be really bummed if my son was super into video games. Mm -hmm. And so I, I hate that that's like my only commonality with thinking like this. I wouldn't know how to talk to him. How if, if that was something that he yeah. loved, if he wanted to be part of the metaverse or mm-hmm. play video games all day, I would feel like an outsider. And I wonder if that's how that feels because yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it feels like to, I guess not to be gay, but because I, I feel like I can come to terms with that. Like I know how to love someone, mm-hmm. but I have nothing to do. Like I know nothing about video games. Do I do I kind of resent my son for it? Mm. Kind of. I think I would. Not mm-hmm. resent is a strong word, but I'd be so disappointed. Yeah. And I'd probably constantly be like nagging him to get outside or do, try to do something yeah. else. So that was the like, that was the one thing I could think of. What would make my son like what would disappoint me? Uh-huh. In a way that I feel like I couldn't come back, like he couldn't come back from, or we couldn't yeah. talk about, or you couldn't relate to him. On. I couldn't relate at yeah, all yeah, yeah. to. It's just not something I like or want him to like. So later on in the book, after, I mean, obviously their son's dying. 
they are full of regret, the two dads. And later on in the book, Buddy Lee says this. And I, I marked this in the book because I loved it so much. They it, it, At some point, they are – it's when they're with Tangerine. Mm-hmm. And so Tangerine is a trans woman that they are is involved. I was reading so fast at this point to find out yeah. what happened. I almost missed that element of the story (laughs) yes so so he's talking buddy lee's talking to tangerine and he says he's basically like you're on our team i cannot let what happened to isaiah we've said isaac this whole time we have it's isaiah yeah (laughs) isaiah and Derek happened to anybody else I ain't going to lie and say I get you because I don't. I can't even pretend I know what it must be like to be you. But if all this has taught me one thing, it's that it ain't about me and what I get. It's about letting people be who they are and being who you are shouldn't be a goddamn death sentence. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I Buddy love Lee that. Buddy Lee. Ike? I, oh, no, sounds- Ike. No, it's Ike. It's Ike says that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Buddy Lee. So Ike says that. And I just thought that, I mean, it does feel like the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it took your son dying for you to understand that is so heartbreaking. But how are we not at least all on that level where you don't have to get someone? That's what I kept thinking. You don't have to – I don't have to understand anything my kids do or whatever. I should try to for sure. But me understanding it isn't – It's not crucial to loving them or respecting them. Yeah. I just – I like that quote a lot. There, I was trying to find. He's so S. A. Cosby wrote another book before this one called Blacktop Wasteland, and but I was trying to find interviews with him to see mm-hmm. what his background was. I wanted to find like, is he gay? Why, you know, mm-hmm. what evoked this story from him? And I found I didn't find many interviews, but there was one with the Los Angeles Times page called or a part of the newspaper called Stay Thirsty. Mm. The interviewer's name was labeled as Thirsty. So I would love to name you Thirsty (laughs) if you're out there. But this interviewer said, your story is told with opposites and commonalities coursing through the principal characters. What was your purpose in making these differences such a pivotal issue? And he said, I really wanted to show how people from disparate disparate backgrounds who have had vastly different life experiences can find common ground as long as that common ground is rooted in mutual respect because common ground without mutual respect is just condensation Mm, or condescension god why can't condensation it didn't even click (laughs) condescension but um anyway i thought that was the whole story really is buddy lee's relationship with ike they're just complete opposites Mm-hmm. And it's almost comical. It like a comical element to the story. Watching them walk into a gay bar together yes. and realize that together. Watching them confront their boys' friends together. Yeah, they there is an almost. It feels like a like an eighties detective show mm-hmm. or something where you have these two extreme character. I don't know. It's very funny. Buddy Lee just make. I don't know why he's because I can picture who he is and can like relate to not relate to who he is but like i feel like i know people more like him something about him just made me laugh yeah no (laughs) totally when he gets when maya so ike 
They go to Ike and Maya's house. He's never met Maya. He goes in their house, asks if he can make a sandwich, and he's just like making a sandwich in their house. And Maya's like, "Who are you?" And he walks. She walks in with their granddaughter. The granddaughter doesn't know him from mm-hmm. Adam. That whole scene made me chuckle. Where he just the idea of this like big redneck guy <laughs> eating <laughs> eating a sandwich, sandwich in your house. Uh, Had he like, met the granddaughter before? Like once. Okay. One time ever, I think. Derek had brought her over one time. That's the other thing. Grandkids? Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to, your grandkids? I don't I know. know. Having like a, a riff with your kids, I can kind of understand for a temporary amount of time. But like, mm-hmm. once grandkids are in. Yeah. It's like every grandparent, just, it doesn't matter. You love your grandkids. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't imagine that. Okay. The last thing I want to talk about, that I want to talk about, you can carry on. No, this is um, great. Before I fan cast... Because I have a full lineup for this mm-hmm. movie. It well, I'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> I want to talk about books with tidy endings. And we can talk about movies too. But I adore, absolutely adore a book that ties everything up in a yes. bow. Yes. Yes. I yes. want to yes. close that book and know everyone is living their best lives. Same. I or else exactly I expect a sequel. Oh, oh yes. And that <laughs> sequel better be on its way to my house. Yes, yes. <laughs> Post-closing book. Movies are the same way. It drives my husband crazy in in the weirdest way possible. I'm like, oh, you want to finish something without resolution? Are you a psycho? Yeah. Like, I, nothing's wrong with me. Everything's wrong with you. I'm the same. And I, when I was looking up some of the Goodreads reviews of this book, that was people's problem with it. Is that it tied? It was tidy? It was too... Who are these sociopaths? I was like, didn't Buddy Lee die? Oh, no. I'm like, I read it really fast. (laughs) No, I think he died. Oh, because he had like cancer, emphysema No, he died in the best way possible. Everything ended. He was a sacrificial... Yep, 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 yep. Oh, yes. I was literally barreling through this book. No, that is my entire life after like finishing a book is me just like skipping pages and pulling up all my speed reads. But I loved how it ended. And I guess, like, why is there a person that doesn't, that wants something to happen they didn't I expect? Yeah. I dis I disagree vehemently. Nothing yeah. enrages me more. Cough, cough, Game of Thrones. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I guess that ended tidy, just like poorly. I don't know. But it feels like when something doesn't end in a way that it should, like, everyone knows how this should end. What is is Ariana gonna die, and that's the way everyone right? wants it to end, right? Yeah, no, we're I don't not crazy. need. I don't need Good a shock at the end. No, I think that anyone can do that. That makes me like want to throw the book away. Yeah, no, Tangerine's in a better place. Yep, she's living a good life. It can even end badly. I just need it to end tidy. Mm-hmm. So tidy endings. In we a need. Story. We need the tidy endings. No, that's the best way to go. It has to be. If it's not, I might still like the book, but it's going to enrage me. It's we, mm-hmm. and I will tell people it's not. It's not good. It's not a tie. Oh, I might say like I love the book, but it made me very angry. Is mm. what how I'll phrase it. Okay, so I'll know not to read it. Mm-hmm. All right. So as I finished this book, it would make such a stellar movie. But the, it. I. This is the only book I've thought. I'm just reading a script. Yes. I'm just reading a script. Now I'm wondering if the tidiness of us wanting an ending to be is because we're lazy. 
I just no, don't it's because the world reality. is awful and I don't need mm. any other awfulness or lingering questions or I, it, just better people. I just need, I need, life is hard. Mm-hmm. I need what I'm reading to not be. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so this, this book definitely read like a script. It just, it needs, it, it needs to be a movie or a TV show. It would make a great TV show, I think. There's, it's a lot. Yeah, no, it could be a, I think it would be a good miniseries. Okay, so Ike, do you have, did you have people that you were thinking of? I really only pictured, I did picture Buddy Lee because, well, you'll get it when I say it. And okay. then, yeah, I pictured Ike and Buddy Lee, that's it. Okay. I have the full cast. Okay. So Ike, I had two actors in mind. One was Danny Glover, mm-hmm. but I didn't know he could be, if he could grind someone in a mm-hmm. wood chipper. Mm-hmm. And Denzel Washington totally can. I did. I thought of Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. I went on a tailspin of trying to find actual Southern actors. I wanted them to oh. be from the South really mm-hmm. bad. This man is not. But I did think about Forrest Whitaker. That's who I pictured the whole time. Ooh. That's who I pictured the whole time. Yeah. So I pictured Forrest Whitaker for Ike. Uh-huh. Okay. Buddy Lee, I picked Sam Elliott. Did you? Hang on. Is that who I think it is? Big, big oh. mustache? No, but yes. <laughs> yes. I this love is, that actor. Yes. I like, he. yeah, that would be great. Sam Elliott would be great. I... I couldn't because it reminded me so much of Sons of Anarchy. About mm-hmm. halfway through the book, I just started picturing Clay from Sons of Anarchy, yeah. Ron Perlman. Well, that's the thing is originally I pictured – I was picturing these like – for Buddy Lee, this like trailer park dude who's mm-hmm. got emphysema and it just – that I, I mean, I was picturing that. And then the, they – all of a sudden halfway through the book, they're like He's beating everyone's ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like – they they seem like complete badasses. I'm like, okay, so this he seemed dude, he seemed more scrappy. I feel like Ike seemed like yeah. a badass, but it just felt like okay. What I'm picturing mm-hmm. as this emphysema chain smoker. I know he did. He was coughing the whole time and all that. But like, <laughs> then I was like, okay, no, this guy has to be no. He had intense some spirit, some fight. They have to have yeah. some fight in them. So then I started picturing. Yeah. Ron Perlman. Okay. Those are the only two I had, so. For Maya, I picked Angela Bassett. I just pictured this. She just seems so beautiful, Mm -hmm. the way Ike describes her. Yeah. Um, I think Angela. I did picture Viola Davis quite a bit, I guess, now that I think about it. I didn't think so. I didn't think she was old enough. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When I picture Angela Bassett, I think of her as younger. I know she's not now, but I picture mm-hmm. her that way. So in my head, that's who I pictured. And when I Googled her, I felt Google confirmed my suspicions that she'd be really good at this. Okay. Angela Bassett for Maya. Mm-hmm. For Christine, who was mm-hmm. the wife of Gerald. Mm-hmm. So Christine... Was Buddy Leave's wife, was Derek's mother, who left the family to marry. She kind of grew up in the trailer park with yeah. Buddy Lee. Left Buddy Lee after 
was it when he went to, no, she stayed with her son when he was in prison, but left him to marry this politician. Yeah. And then when her son came out as gay, she kind of abandoned him yeah. altogether. Oh, that's almost worse. Which is. Then ugh. Buddy Lee just not getting it mm-hmm. and being kind of like a homophobic dick. Her making the conscious decision to abandon him for a political gains uh-huh. feels yeah. nastier. She came around, but. Christine, I had as Charlie's, Charlie's their own. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot. Margot, I had. So Margot was the, <laughs> she lived in the trailer park uh-huh. next to Betty Lee and she kind of had a crush on him. Uh-huh. I picked Meg Ryan. I love it. Who I adore, but Margot's character was such an angel yes. and yes. I really liked her. Do we think a country star could play Margot? Like Tanya Tucker. Oh, Reba. For freaking sure. Reba would be amazing. <laughs> could we, yeah, could we have a country star as Margot? Because I think that would be, imagine, yeah. imagine just Reba as like the next door trailer. Can Reba be sexy? I imagine Margot is like. I'm offended. <laughs> I feel oh, like, like mm. Margot always came over like in a caring way, but also like, I want you. But I'm just in this. I don't know. I'm gonna think on this one. Okay. I'll share it in like our TikTok fan cast or something. Okay. All the country. I'll just do a separate fan cast of all the country stars I think could, could play, play the Mario. next door trailer neighbor. <laughs> trailer neighbor. <laughs> and then okay, so Gerald is the politician that ends up. He was the one that was actually with Tangerine. The whole story. I feel like we didn't do a good job of spoiling it like we normally do, but. So the two boys, Derek and Isaiah, were killed because Isaiah had been working on this story to expose this famous person who then Derek, his husband, found out was his stepfather, mm-hmm. Gerald Culpepper, I think was his last name. Oh, what an awful. And Sorry if your last name is Culpepper. So he knew that his stepfather was sleeping with Tangerine, who was trans woman Mm -hmm. and Gerald felt like he was going to blow the whole story Mm -hmm. up and he was going to lose power which is how every every terrible story normally begins is a quest for power but Gerald I picked as Patrick Dempsey yeah yeah I like that one actually and the picturing Patrick Dempsey and Charlize Theron Mm -hmm. together I can see it it works but okay, so then Tangerine, I'm not familiar with this actress, but Alexandra Gray. Mm-hmm. I had to look up, I had no vision of who Tangerine was when I was reading the book. So I looked up a couple of fan casts, mm-hmm. and she is a trans actress and she looked the part. Yeah. So a, a lot it's of a good people cast. had picked her. That, that's a great cast. Okay. I would, so I am going to picture Laverne Cox because she's from Alabama. And yeah. so I, she's from Mobile, Alabama. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know that. So just a few. My I have my mom's side of the family from Mobile area. And I kept looking for Southern. I don't know where uh, Alexandra Gray is from, but I kept wanting it to be real Southern mm. actors and actresses. So I bad. I Tangerine as a small person. And Laverne Cox is That's like true. very tall. That's true. But I just wanted, I wanted everyone yeah. to be from Something. the south that mm-hmm. i got into a hole with it where i was like oh they're not southern enough because yeah. this book is so it's definitely written by someone from rural virginia and i just wanted 
Ooh, I so that in that same interview that I quoted from S.A. Cosby before, he once he wanted this book to be part of like a Southern noir oh. theme. And he's like, I feel like that's normally genre for white authors. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason that, you know, that something like this couldn't be included in that. And so it's funny that you keep like evoking yeah. like Southern actors because that's, I think, what he wanted. Yeah. It was just so on point. And as someone from the Deep South, nothing is more infuriating than watching a TV show or movie and just the whole time knowing this person just isn't getting it right. They're not getting it right. Which I'm sure is true for a lot of people who watch. When someone outside of your culture is trying to represent your culture, yeah. it's good. that's going to happen. But yeah, so that's – Fern Cox is from Mobile, so <laughs> <laughs> always going to gravitate toward a fellow Alabamian. Well, it would be a shame if this wasn't picked up. I feel like this book flew under the radar. Yeah. Until, I mean, I hope that Barack Obama putting it on his summer reading list puts it on more people's. Yeah, it's a great to one. To be read list. But again, slow burn. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I had known more about it before I started it because I feel like that helps me get yeah. into a book. But absolutely loved it. Yeah. Same, same. It's a great one. So next week, you pick the book. Yes. So next week, we are going to dip our toes back into fantasy. We are doing Gods of Jade and Shadow, which speaking of great covers, I love this cover. I love the colors. Mm -hmm. It's so great. I'm Um, currently planning a trip to Mexico. Oh. And it's very inspiring. It's great. So yeah. So everyone join us as we completely shift genres next week for episode 12. Maybe our cocktail will include some tequila. Sure. I'm sure. I I would bet money on it. So Mm -hmm. we'll see. Look forward to chatting with you all then. And we'll talk to you later. Talk, talk to you later. You, talk to you later. We will. Sure, let's go with that. Chat with you later. We chat. will. We will. See you next week. Oh, what did Cook say? What did I say? Cool. I said meant cool. Cook. Cool kids say cool. No, they don't. I know they don't. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>